1: What's going on? I'm Jed here. Welcome to Coffee and Crypto. This is your morning show where we bring you the latest technical analysis on your top coins. And we also bring to you the most pressing news around the cryptocurrency markets. We're going to be talking about today Ethereum and Bitcoin. We're going to be breaking down the technicals and the fundamentals on both of those projects. And then we're also going to be talking about some major adoption stories. We have some stories coming out of AMC and also out of an investment app called Acorns, where the CEO says that they're going to be bringing Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies onto their platform. we got a lot to cover today, some price predictions we're going to be making on Bitcoin and Ethereum. And today, instead of being joined by Tim, as always, I am, in fact, joined by Greg. How are you doing, Greg? Greg. What's up,
2: Faith family and friends? Brought to you by Rain today. Boom sauce. Greg, who are you and what are you doing here? Mm. Good question, Jeb. I'm your sales director. You're right. Yes, I'm also your Cardano specialist. It is true. Any ADA questions can be directed at the... Indeed, yeah. I call myself the.
1: If you want to hear anything about Cardano, this is your man. He literally has like a hundred and five percent of his net worth in Cardano. How's that possible? I don't know, but it's true. We're also joined, as always, by Smay.
0: How you doing, Smay? Hello, I am your uh, polka dot specialist. Boom. If you have any polkadot questions, you can come to the. Greg, you're our sales director and you
1: have the you have the coffee mug turned around. You gotta, Let's you gotta dive. show the brand.
2: Right on in. There you go.
1: You didn't do Too it anywhere in. near as well okay. as me. But I have more practice. Yeah. So it's okay. I got
2: a lot of phlegm in
1: my throat. Yeah, you've also got you're also way better dressed than I am, so I guess it's all working. We can out. change that. Yeah, we're working on that. Right now I'm wearing a fishing shirt because <laughs> I love fishing. Not really. The last time I went fishing was ten years ago. I want to go fishing. So I, I found today. a really
0: cool spot in town. It's a very you? good yeah. Cool. Very good.
1: Well we should do that. But first we're gonna dive into some authentic Ethereum. So let's go ahead and do it. Let's jump onto the chart really quickly, guys. We have quite a bit to cover here, and we're going to start, as always, with our bullish technicals. I want to start down here on the four-hourly chart for Ethereum. Because the first thing that I want to bring to your attention is the fact that Ethereum broke bullish out of a descending wedge on the 4-hourly chart. This descending wedge was constituted by this downtrending level of resistance and this downtrending level of support. Ethereum has now officially broken bullish out of that. That is a very good sign. Why? Because bullish, excuse me, descending wedges typically break bullish. That is what happens statistically. If we look back on the history of cryptocurrencies and markets in general, you're going to see descending wedges typically break bullish. That is, in fact, what has happened. But there's actually a lot of other things going on down here on the four hourly chart that I want to bring to your attention. For one, there is something called bullish RSI divergence going on. If we look at our RSI oscillator down here, we can see that there is an uptrending level of support right here on the RSI. And there's a downtrending level of support right here on the four hourly chart for Ethereum US dollars. That bullish RSI divergence is another reason why I'm quite bullish on Ethereum right now. And we're going to bring all of these technicals together into one nice, neat package at the end of this segment, and then we'll come to some conclusions and some price predictions. But first, got to run through all those bullish technicals. Another thing that I want to show you is the fact that there was bearish RSI divergence showing up on the four-hourly chart for Ethereum. There was a downtrend right here, but, and there was an uptrend right here on the RSI, which did indicate that there was bearish RSI divergence It told hey we're probably going to move to the downside but now that ethereum has rallied so much over just the last couple of hours over the last day and a half or so that rsi divergence has been rendered null and void so that's a very good sign for anyone who is excited about Ethereum. Another thing to bring to your attention is the fact that there was a symmetrical triangle pattern showing up on the hourly chart down here on Ethereum. It sat right here We had a downtrending level of resistance that played out on the 14th and 15th of September and an uptrending level of support that played out over the same time period. And as you know, if you've gone through the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, which is linked down below, uh, the, uh, the uh, symmetrical triangle pattern is what is known as a continuation pattern. What that means is that the market that moves in the direction uh, the, the direction the market is moving into the symmetrical triangle pattern is typically the direction that the market will move out of the symmetrical triangle pattern. We can also use that symmetrical triangle pattern to find a price target. In this case, we draw a price target like this. We draw from the bottom of what is known as the flagpole all the way up to the top of what is known as the flagpole. It's called a flagpole because you have a pole and then you have a flag. In this case, it's not a rectangular flag. It is a triangular flag, and you can see that showing up right here. What we do to assemble, uh, to assemble a price target is we bring that flagpole and then we extrapolate and then we can see where the price is likely to go. You can see that symmetrical triangle pattern was predicting at $3,660 on Ethereum. That has now officially been reached, which is a fantastic sign for anyone who is looking to be buying into Ethereum. Looking out on the daily chart, there's quite a few bullish things going on out here as well. One of the things I wanna bring to your attention that is very, very important is the fact that we saw a sell signal on LuxAlgo, one of our premium indicators. You can find the link for that down below. Well, we saw this sell signal show up on Luxalgo about a week ago here on the 10th of September. We are right now on the very verge of seeing a buy signal on Luxalgo. Why is that important? Well, just pause really quickly and take a look at what the market looks like whenever you see a buy or a sell signal. Strong buy signals call rallies. Strong sell signals call corrections. We saw a sell signal. But the good news is if we continue to go to the upside over the next few days, this sell signal is likely to reverse. We're likely to see a buy signal such as this one down here. And that could be a good reason for us to move further to the upside. So we're going to keep an eye on that. But in the next 72 hours, there is a good opportunity for us to see a buy signal on Luxalgo, which we would definitely want to listen to. Moving right along here, we can also see that we are firmly above the 20 daily exponential moving average. As you know, the 20 DEMA is a very important trend indicator we often find levels of support on it we often find support zones sitting around it and the market likes to bounce off of it it is a trend indicator a trend moving average so whenever we are above it we're in an uptrend whenever we're below it we're in a downtrend right now and as of yesterday we broke above it that's a very good sign moving down here to the four hourly chart again though I can show you the 20 deMA and the fact that we're still above it right down here another good sign that you should absolutely be watching now one of one of the other things to show you is the fact that there was some resistance sitting right around three thousand five hundred and fifty dollars this resistance was constituted by some highs over here on the eighth of september and the ninth of september and it also was built by what is known as Fibonacci retracement. If we look at our Fibonacci, we can see that there was some resistance sitting right around 3,400, which is very, very close to that level of resistance I just showed you, and then we also see that there is resistance sitting right here at 36.30. We're gonna come back to that, but that is something to keep in mind. The Fibonacci says that we are close to being recovered back to where we started. So, that is the majority of the bullish technicals. There is one more thing, but even before I get to that final bullish technical, I wanna encourage you guys to remember Technical analysis is not about looking at the bullish, and it's not about looking at the bearish. It's about looking at both of them. The point of doing technical analysis is to get a holistic point of view on the market and make sure that you fully understand what the market is doing on both sides of the story, because just like any good debate, you need to fully understand both camps before you can come to a conclusion. So with that said, let's look at this final bullish technical, and that would be None other than the daily chart MACD for Ethereum. We are about to see a bullish cross on uh, Ethereum for the first time in a while. We saw a bullish cross on the 31st of August, and that did lead to a rally. You can see right here, it led to this. And the last time we saw a bullish golden cr- uh, bullish cross was on the 21st of July, which led to this rally. So if we see a bullish golden cross show up on the daily chart for Ethereum, we are almost certain to see a big mov- movement to the upside. And for those of you who remember how MACD works, we also want to look at our histogram. That is the distance between the MACD line and the signal line. That has now reversed, and the MACD is moving in the right direction. So in general, there are a lot of bullish sentiments here on Ethereum. But quickly, let's go ahead and move into the bearish, because there are bearish technicals, and it would be... um It would be against the spirit of our channel to not show them to you. One of the first things to bring to your attention is the nine flash that we're seeing happen on the four hourly chart. And this is actually really, really important because TD Sequential, if you don't know what it is, it's a candlestick counting algorithm. It is an algorithm that allows us to count from 1 to 9. And then once we hit 9, we are expecting a reversal. We expect that the market's going to stop going to the upside or stop going to the downside. Whichever direction it's going in, we're going to pump the brakes. That's what happens when you see a 9 flash on the TD sequential. Right now, we're seeing a 9 flash show up on the TD sequential, except it happened at midnight yesterday. Not eight hours ago, like a little over 24 hours ago, we saw it was actually midnight of the 14th, I suppose. So midnight of Tuesday, we saw a nine flash on the TD sequential, which indicated, hey, we need to have a correction. Instead of having a correction, we broke bullish. That means two things. Number one, it means the market is very bullish. It means the market sentiment, the mass psychology, the composite man, however you want to look at it, the market in general has a very bullish undertone to it right now, which is a good thing. But it does also mean that this market needs to correct. And this is going to lead us into some of our conclusions here in a second about where we're going next. So keep this TD sequential flash in mind. Another thing to look at is that there is a four-hourly hanging man right here. A hanging man is a candlestick formation where you see a very small body and a very long lower shadow and they show up at the top of an uptrend. So what we're seeing right now on the last four-hourly candlestick is a hanging man formation that happened on the four-hourly chart between the hours of 4 a.m. and 8 a.m. Eastern time where I am. So that hanging man is also a bearish indicator for the short-term might be noticing a trend here. Most of the bearish stuff we're looking at is down here on the short term. It is on the four-hourly chart. Now, I also want to bring up something that we looked at a second ago, which is this bull flag. This bull flag indicated that, hey, we're in an uptrend. We broke to the upside. Remember just five minutes ago, I talked about how we hit the price target of 3600 That's a bullish thing, but it's actually also a bearish thing. Why? Because when you hit a price target, generally speaking, you're going to have a small correction. You oftentimes don't go beyond the price target. Oftentimes, you will go not quite to the price target or to the price target, and then you'll have your correction. So that could be an argument that we're going to have a short-term correction. One of the other things I want to bring up is the fact that LuxAlgo is bullish on the four-hourly chart, but depending on what chart you look at, there is a take profit signal. Actually, I take that back. It went away in the last 30 minutes since we started showing. But half an hour ago, when I wrote this note, there was a take profit signal from Luxalgo sitting right up here at the top, which would indicate that Luxalgo was not quite as bullish on Ethereum as you might like to believe. So in general, let's go ahead and move on to our conclusions here. In general... Ethereum is quite bullish. There are a lot of reasons to be bullish on both the shorter term time frames, so call that the hour and the four hourly chart, and the longer term time frames, call that the daily chart and the weekly chart. There's some weekly chart things that I haven't even discussed in this video. Here's the thing, though. There are a lot of bearish technicals showing up on the four hourly chart in particular. So what I think we're going to see happen here is I think we're going to see a small corrective movement from this rally that we've been in ever since the 13th of September. We've been moving to the upside for three days now. We've gotten overextended on the RSI on certain time frames. And even down here on the four-hourly chart RSI, you can see we're sitting up here pretty high around 63. What I think is going to happen is I think we need to see a short-term correction as a result of things like that TD Sequential, as a result of Luxalgo saying that you should take profit, even though that signal's gone now. It was there half an hour ago, and if it's there half an hour ago, if Ethereum has any kind of correction, then it's probably going to show up again, and also that hanging man and a few other things. Also, by the way, the rest of the market is bullish, but not quite as bullish as you might like. We're rallying, but not with a lot of momentum. You might understand what I'm saying here if you've been in a market for a long time you see that a faction is winning but they're not quite winning as much as you would hope you know think about your favorite football team it's like yeah we're we're up seven points but yeah against this team we should really be up 14 points you know that's kind of what I'm feeling right now in the cryptocurrency markets we're rallying but I feel like we should be rallying a little bit more based on everything which doesn't give me a lot of confidence in the bulls so here's my conclusion I think that ethereum is going to have a short-term correction and I find support here at $3500 I think it is going to pull back to around $3,500, and then it's going to rally. It would look something like this. There is currently an uptrending level of support on Ethereum constituted by these highs right over here, which we can see showed up on the 13th of August and the 16th of August, and then also right here on the 23rd of August, my birthday. That uptrending level of support gives us support at $3,500. I think that we're going to pull back down to $3,500, which, by the way, is the mid-level of this correction, and then we're going to rally. Another reason why I think we're going to correct here is because we're sitting in the golden pocket right now, guys. The golden pocket here On Ethereum has not been breached. And oftentimes a market will reject from it. So I think we're going to pull back. Then I think we're going to bounce around $3,500. Then I think we're going to rally. We're going to break our local highs and be going back to all time high in the next 14 to 21 days. That's what I think. I'd love to hear your tune and your opinions in the comment section down below. But Greg, I know you were doing technical analysis and trading cryptocurrencies all the time. What do you think is going to happen in the next seven days on Ethereum, my friend?
2: On Ethereum, I actually think it's going to retrace a little bit more than what you're saying. I think it's probably going to go back down to 3300 And then I believe it's going to bounce off that um, and head all the way up past $4,000 in the coming weeks. But, Jeb, I like your mouth. You like my mouth? I do. Oh, I like okay. the way it moves. Okay. And I think you're brilliant. So well, thank you. I, As promised, I sold a lot of my, not a lot, I still hold about probably 10K worth of Cardano. There you go. Uh, but I am ready to diversify. And as promised, I'm going to do that, but I just don't know where to put it. Where? And I would like to place it into some Ethereum. Mm-hmm. I would also like to place it into whatever people think I should do. So mm-hmm. I wanted to throw it out there today. Okay. If anybody has any ideas where I should put it. Right now, I've got about $3,600 to play with. Whatever the chat says I'm putting it in, if we could take the majority, I will Ooh. put it in that today on air. So I told you I was going to diversify. Where Keep should that Greg
1: diversify, guys? Let us know in the chat. Should Greg diversify into Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin? Where should he diversify into? Let's I see re- what he should do with this. Be like, good to me, buck. guys,
2: because I actually am going to put it wherever the majority says. I don't know if we could put a little uh, poll up there. So if we can create to, uh, that, Jeb, that would be Go ahead and a do a poll and only do
0: good options, please. What are our options that we want to? Can you have XRP as an option? I don't want to mess up Greg It's not messing him up I actually Already put
2: a lot of money Into XRP so. Oh okay Really so what, I'll put what, more into there What
1: options do you want me To put in this poll
2: I I, I want the
0: chat To have full control Okay of this. Bitcoin so. Ethereum uh, No card No don't do card Do polka dot Oh
1: man Okay, Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, or Polkadot. Where should Greg put his 3600 bucks? And by the way, guys, if you haven't already, smash that like button. We got 2,500 people watching. I know that we can get to 1,000 likes here in the next five minutes or so. It helps out the channel a lot. And the reason that I would ask you to do that is because it helps to promote us in the algorithm. We believe that we're providing a very valuable service here by bringing you guys cryptocurrency content every single day. Hitting that like button helps to support that channel, uh, this channel. Let's go ahead and see here. Looks like so far Polkadot is taking the lead oh, at 31%, 32%. Smay, you are a big fan of Polkadot, aren't you? Yes, I love Polkadot. Yeah. So, guys, while we're letting that run, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what my price prediction is on Ethereum. Guys, I think we're going back to all-time high on Ethereum in the next month i think we're gonna be breaking our local high on ethereum in the next couple of weeks probably in the next 14 days to be honest with you i'd love to hear what you guys think in the chat people are going crazy in the chat talking about where you should put your cryptocurrency a lot
0: of bad suggestions too i'm sorry <laughs> what are the bad suggestions make call uh, them out xlm Oof. chili's uh, chili's is a good project. no it's not is, oh come on is Polkadot
2: dot on binance because i'm looking for it i actually don't know uh no it's on uh, coinbase All right, well, I'm going to have to transfer some funds over to Binance, but you have, or to Coinbase, but you guys have my word. I can't do it live here. Well, Well, hold on. The poll's not over. The poll's not over.
1: Yeah, the poll's not over. We got seven hundred votes. Make sure to vote on that. Only nine percent, ten percent saying Bitcoin. Interesting, interesting. So guys, have we I'm not
0: like, taught you well, guys?
1: Yeah, seriously. I'm so guys, I want to hear from Greg and I want to hear from Sme. Where do you guys think Ethereum? How? Long, let me put it this way. How long do you think it'll take before Ethereum goes back to all-time high? Let's start with Greg.
2: Um, well, I wish I had the chart in front of me. I don't. But based off of what you just did there with the TA, I do think that you know there is a golden pocket, which is mm-hmm. good. That's always a sign that there's going to be an upside. But I do feel like every time, well, I look at how much money's being placed into certain currencies, right? So Mm -hmm. I feel like Bitcoin obviously hasn't been getting enough attention because money's been going into alternative coins. Mm -hmm. The market seems to go in waves and, oh, sorry about that. The market seems to go in waves, at least what I've watched in the last six months. When people get excited about a rally, they get really excited yep. about a rally, and obviously we know that from last May. We saw that there was an exceptional rally with um, Ethereum getting right to around forty two hundred dollars. Was that correct? Mm-hmm. Forty two hundred dollars. Yep. So here, here's my hypothesis. It's actually like forty four. Was it forty four? Mm-hmm. Here's my hypothesis. Uh, fourth quarter is always traditionally really great yep. for cryptocurrency. I think. If the timing happens the way I think it will, I think in about a month, so October, maybe mid-October, we'll start to see the rally with Ethereum, because we know it's gonna go up, but I think the rally will start with Ethereum, and I actually think the rally will continue all the way in through the fourth quarter. I agree. And I think what we'll end up finding is, a lot of people are predicting 8,000. I think we'll have the same type of May experience With the same around the same percentages that we had in May, I think we'll have that same thing in the fourth quarter with Ethereum, and we'll have around a twelve thousand dollar Ethereum. You
1: think, and it'll correct all the way back
2: down to like seven.
1: He thinks we're gonna have a twelve thousand dollar Ethereum in uh, before the end of the year, right? Uh,
2: yeah, I, I really think that Ethereum. <laughs> that makes me
1: a happy man. I got a lot of Ethereum.
2: <laughs> Ethereum's been uh, lagging. I mean, it's literally uh, it's 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 like loading. Yep. I feel like getting ready to spring. This is long overdue. Yep. I think once people start to see yep. the market cap grow and people mm-hmm. start to, I mean, we're gonna watch crazy daily volumes yep. once that rally happens and then the fourth quarter happens. Absolutely. I think if both of those coincide. I think we're gonna see something insane. Absolutely. So, so Greg,
1: we got our results from the poll. It is a perfect split, thirty two percent between Ethereum, thirty two percent between Polkadot. Looks like you gotta put half into Polkadot and half into Ethereum.
2: I gotta diversify Ooh, even more, but that's I wanna make even more money. I, I, that's actually not
1: bad. I like that. I think that's I think that's good advice, chat. Good job. Smay, in fifteen seconds, where do you think Ethereum is going? Because we gotta
0: move on here. I uh, I'm gonna buy a hundred dollars of polka dot right now. Oh, right now we're getting all kinds of buys yeah, going and on. And I'll right tell there. you what, I'll tell you what, Ethereum is going to be doing pretty well, guys. Right, I think one-time one
2: purchase. So I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put, oh, two thousand dollars. Okay. All right, two thousand dollar purchase. Buying on air. Point five five. That, that's so crazy. Point five five. Point five five <laughs> Ethereum. I remember, I remember when it was two dollars two hundred and twenty dollars. I remember when like. Ethereum was
1: under two hundred bucks. That is <laughs> oh insane. Gosh. So poor. Oh my gosh.
2: Okay. I remember purchase just casually progress. buying purchase complete. There Boom! Look at Let's this. Let's go. Drop a one right. in the chat for Greg.
0: Let's go, Greg. And, now and then up. I have my mine.
2: Oh, ooh,
1: ooh, Greg, bad timing. Looks like Ethereum is down at $2,000 as of the last two seconds. Yeah, that. I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm joking. But I'm not joking about the fact that we need to move on here. Let's go ahead and talk about some fundamentals and some adoption, guys. Theater chain AMC, as you know, we, because we talked about this last week, is going to be accepting other cryptocurrencies along with Bitcoin. This is a pretty interesting read. AMC Entertainment Holdings if you don't know AMC is a theater chain and I'm going to let Smey weigh in on this here in a second when we get to our discussion part of the segment uh, because he is a fanatic movie goer and he loves uh, movies and he loves uh, well I don't know if you love AMC do you like AMC? No, not really. Okay. well, you know a lot about AMC, so we're going to talk about that here in a second. But I want to read from this crypto enthusiasts. You likely know AMC Theatres has announced we will accept Bitcoin for online ticket and concession payments by the end of 2021. I can confirm today that when we do so, we also expect that we will similarly be accepting Ethereum, Litecoin and Bitcoin Cash. So says the CEO of AMC Entertainment himself. Prices of Bitcoin and ETH were marginally down, while Litecoin is up 1.7%. That has a lot to do with the Walmart news that we saw. And he also says this, while I don't think this is going to make any of these coins do anything parabolic as a result, to me, this is just another awesome step in global adoption of cryptocurrency as a whole, said one Reddit user on r slash cryptocurrency. So guys, the reason that we bring these stories to you, these adoption stories, is because I remember when I got into the cryptocurrency space, July 31st, 2017, I was sitting in my bedroom watching gaming videos, probably Rust videos. That was the game I was into back then. And I saw this video by a guy named Crypto Nick. Crypto Nick was the largest crypto YouTuber at the time. He had about 250,000 subscribers. And he made this video titled, How I Make $30,000 a Month Mining Bitcoin on Genesis Mining. If you remember Crypto Nick, you remember he was disgraced through the BitConnect Ponzi scheme. Nevertheless, I can't I can't change how I got into the crypto space, but he was the one that I first saw a video on crypto of. Many of you, all of you, have a similar experience. You saw a YouTube video or you heard it from somebody else. Tell us in the chat. How did you get into the cryptocurrency space? I got in in 2017. I was in 12th grade. I was a senior in high school. In the last four years, cryptocurrency has completely revolutionized and changed my life in a way that I will never forget and that I will never be the same for. When I got into cryptocurrency, I remember what the news landscape was like. This story might not seem like a big deal right now. This would have been the news story of not the year of the last entire history of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. This would have been the biggest story in history had it come out four years ago. So part of the reason I read this to you is because, yeah, it's a little mundane. It's a little boring. Oh, cool. AMC is adopting Bitcoin. Yeah, another retail giant, another movie theater is adopting Bitcoin. Yeah, so what? When I got into crypto four years ago, that's not long ago. I don't need to explain to you that four years is not very long. This would have been the news story of the entire history of the market. Hmm. And this is back of the newspaper story that you, sh- that you see on page 10. So... I'm bringing this story to you, one, because I want to inform you about this, but two, to bring some perspective to you, because this is not the kind of thing that used to be, uh, a, a nothing burger story. It used to be a very big deal. Moving right along here, we also have another story bringing adoption, uh, another story and another CEO bringing adoption of cryptocurrency to you, and it happens from none other than the Acorns investing app. You guys have probably heard of Acorns. It's been growing very, very, very quickly. It's an investment app where They encourage you to every single uh, every single week, basically dollar cost average into a savings account or into investment accounts, say like, hey, I'm just going to take 10 percent of my of my uh, take home pay and I'm going to put it into acorns and I'm going to throw it in an investment app. It's a way of getting the masses to invest. And it's generally a good product from what I can tell. I don't personally use it, so I can't stand by that myself. But from what I've heard, it seems to be a good app. Noah uh, Kerner, the CEO of it would have been great if his name was Colonel so that you could say like a kernel of corn, Acorn, same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm a bit of a nerd. Nevertheless, the CEO of the savings app, Acorn, told CNBC that the platform is bringing the ability for its users to invest and learn about cryptocurrencies. We're going to let people customize their portfolios and add individual equities and crypto into a slice of their diversified portfolios, much the way a money manager would advise you to behave. Kerner said the Acorn's platform has also and always been geared towards saving and investing with a more long-term strategy, as opposed to platforms like Robinhood or Webull that have a more gamified stock trading feel. Shots fired. Hmm. He's right. Uh, those platforms, Robinhood and Webull, in general... You know, they're making investments sexy, but, you know, people have had their complaints against Robinhood. Weeble not so much, but Robinhood has most certainly had its fair share of controversy over the last two years, especially in the crypto space with things like shutting down trading during major movements of Dogecoin earlier on this year. Nevertheless, everything Acorns does is about long-term savings and investing for the everyday customer, Kerner said. is why our subscription model is so important, because it decouples the business from behaviors that aren't necessarily customer-aligned, like driving trading and driving spending or driving borrowing. Hmm. This is a very good point. And from what I'm reading here, again, I haven't personally used the app. It seems like a good app. I'm not paid to say this, by the way. I've never done any business with Acorns. I've never used it. I'm not being paid to say this. What do you say? We will. Okay. Well, Greg, who is our sales manager and also does our business development, (laughs) go get in contact with Acorns and let's see if we can't get a sponsorship and an affiliate with them. Seems like a good platform. But the point here is this is another app that is going to be bringing about cryptocurrency adoption, and this is a big deal because, like I said about AMC, like I said about my upbringing, if you will, in crypto, adoption stories are what drive the future price action of Bitcoin. It would be irresponsible of us to not pay attention to these stories because, oh, it's just another company. This stuff is important because it's stories like these that are driving the long-term price of Bitcoin. I need you to understand something. Bitcoin did not become a $900 billion market or a $1.3 trillion market when it hit its all-time high based on retail adopters that were nerds sitting in their basement. That's how the first eight years happened. I was one of them. I didn't have a basement because I live in Florida, but I was sitting in my bedroom, some nerd, investing in Bitcoin. Cryptocurrency is becoming cool. Mm. Cryptocurrency is becoming mainstream. Mm. Cryptocurrency is becoming the next big thing. Mm. Cryptocurrency is in the state right now that the Internet was in in 1997 when you had some nerd, some tech geek from Google or Amazon go on Saturday Night Live and start talking about the Internet so that the masses understood how it worked. Mm. There was a shift in the public perception of the internet from being this weird thing that researchers and DARPA and the US military used to something that everybody uses. We're in the middle of that shift and it is news like this that on the surface might not seem that interesting, might not seem that important that is driving that because the everyday investor who uses Acorns or Venmo or Weeble or Robinhood Now that they see Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, they have gone through the first phase of sales. And Greg can tell you all about this. The first way, the first, uh, step to selling somebody is making them aware of your product or service in the first place. Mm -hmm. That's what this is doing is bringing global awareness to cryptocurrency. We're at this point, we're at the point where the vast majority of humankind has heard of cryptocurrency. Now we got to go on to the next step, which is building rapport between the customer, the masses, and cryptocurrency. And that's what things like this channel are seeking to do to Mm. teach you guys about cryptocurrency so that you guys understand how it works and you can profit in it. Greg, I want to lean on your sales expertise here a little bit. What does this mean from the think about Bitcoin like a company for a second. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin's a company and it wants people to buy it, uh, buy its stock in this mm-hmm. case. What is the process that this company should go through of selling itself? And are we doing that right now?
2: Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, first of all, I just want to say, dude, you're the reason I'm like in crypto the way that I am. Oh, like, you're you. No, you're so passionate and I see the vision now. Like I would you know, hear about crypto, but when I started watching your channel, like that's when I decided to go all in. You know, so uh, kudos to you and, and your passion and, and everything that you know about crypto and Thank how you're you. sharing that with the world. It's it's actually a really beautiful thing. Um, for AMC, I think this is a great thing, um, and obviously because I'm pro crypto, you know, I would say that. But I, when I look at like you've explained it, the bell curve of adoption and where we are at mm-hmm. um, with. The way Bitcoin is trending, about three percent three to four percent of the world's population invests in crypto right now. When we get to ten to fifteen percent w- during that bell curve adoption, when we get to the ten to fifteen percent, companies will go from uh Having individuals within that company who are receiving payments uh, to actually being private investors, and that's when we actually start to see companies and Bitcoin become this—you know—what do you call it? Store of store of value, store of value. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in order for Bitcoin to go where we all know that it's going in the future, stuff like this with AMC has to happen, mm-hmm. and it's not just about recognition. I think it's about the. The actual accessibility of it and us being able to pay for our movie ticket in Bitcoin is just another domino that gets knocked down and the long saga that we would call the Bitcoin adoption story. And I really, really believe that in the next five to 10 years, we're going to see companies just like AMC who caught on early. By the way, if you're watching and you have not bought in Bitcoin, you have not invested in cryptocurrency, you're early. A lot of people think you're late to the party. 3%. That's where we're at right now. Once we get to 10 to 15%, we're looking at a 29 million trillion dollar market and Anybody who gets in on the floor is going to be having a lot of fun. So, yeah.
1: And in fact, guys, that leads me into a little bit of an announcement. This weekend, I am going to be making a video about why I firmly believe cryptocurrency is going to a $200 trillion market capitalization in the next 10 to 15 years, probably faster than that. Oh, I'm going to be explaining that this weekend. So make sure you subscribe to the channel if you want to find out how the cryptocurrency market, even after all of the gains that we've seen in the last 10 years, is still going to go through another 200x increase in valuation. Smay, what do you think about AMC? And what do you think about them adopting Bitcoin and crypto?
0: Um, well, to be honest with you guys, I re- as much as I really, 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 really love movie theaters, the reality is that because of the you know thing that should not be named, uh, the well, – what, what can I call it? I guess – The news of virus. Hope- yeah. Hopefully you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's made things very, very hard for movie theaters. And it's made people kind of – especially with this turn towards streaming, which, by the way – I hate streaming, but that's unrelated. But I I cannot. You need stand to clarify streaming. what
1: you're talking. You mean like streaming to HBO movies? movies. You mean you uh, mean Premiere yeah. stream- access? Because
2: 72 yeah. percent of the world now watches yeah. YouTube live. I was about to right. no no, no I hate stream, stream, <laughs> We love <laughs> YouTube
0: streaming. My job is actually streaming. What yes. I mean is, a <laughs> second. Well, I hate like streaming movies, like on Netflix and stuff. That's just me a personal thing. I'm not gonna come after you for that. But the problem is because of streaming, movie theaters are gonna be basically suffering yep. and with this i don't see this as much of an adoption story for bitcoin and also by the way they're ex- accepting bitcoin cash yeah Lite bitcoin like Litecoin, and Ethereum. a bunch of poop coins you shouldn't care about but um <laughs> essentially <laughs> sorry but uh, literally all i'm saying is that i see this more of as a lifeline for amc than i see it as that's a good as, point as, as Anything for Bitcoin or Litecoin or whatever. I really think that this is an opportunity for uh, AMC to make some kind of gr- money that's going to grow and not, you know, depreciate over time because they're already doing yeah. they're already doing really poor. Yeah, because so. that that's a really good point. And I want you to think about how interesting what he just said is. Basically,
1: what he just said is that Bitcoin has gotten so big now that the news story isn't that AMC is adopting Bitcoin. The news story is that Bitcoin's coming to AMC. You see the difference there? The, the news story is not that AMC is going to be helping Bitcoin. The news story is actually Bitcoin's going to be helping AMC. That's how big Bitcoin yeah. has gotten. It's shifted. That is very subtle, but it's actually a really big deal. We're seeing a movie theater chain,
0: and they're going to be the ones that benefit from this a lot more than Bitcoin. That's pretty cool. Also, I just have to clarify my streaming statement. I don't like streaming movies because you depend on Wi-Fi, and Wi-Fi is not a perfect system, okay? I want to be able to watch it in pure HD the entire time, okay? That's what I'm saying. Sme
1: is a movie fanatic. If you know anything about him, he loves movies, he loves production, and that's why he makes such a good producer here. By the way, one final question before we move on to our segment here on Bitcoin. Drop a one in chat if you'd like to see more of Greg, because I know everybody is crushing on you in the chat over there, Greg. Everybody's like, yeah, we need more Greg. Drop a one in chat if you want to see more Greg on the channel. We're going to bring him in every once in a while whenever we're talking about Cardano because he is our in-house Cardano specialist and I'd love for him to show up on camera more. We're going to go ahead and move on really quickly here to some Bitcoin news and technical analysis. The first thing we need to talk about is the options contracts expiring. You guys know every single month this is something that we have to bring to your attention because options expiring every single month have a big impact on the price action of Bitcoin. $810 million in Bitcoin options expiry, expire this Friday and derivatives data suggests bulls are keen to push the price through the $50,000 level. I'm not going to read this whole article obviously, but I will jump down here to some of this article's conclusions on where the art, on where the options contracts are. If Bitcoin is between $45,000 and $46,000 when these options expire, which I believe is uh, it's later on this month. Uh, it's actually tomorrow, excuse me, it's, it's tomorrow, September the 17th. If Bitcoin is trading between $45,000 and $46,000, then this is going to be helpful for the bears. If we're trading between 46 dollars and $48, we're going to see a net balance between the bulls and the bears. So we probably won't see a lot of price action. If we're trading between $48,000 and $50,000, we're going to see something favoring the We're going to see these options expiring in a way that favors the bulls. And if we're above $50,000, then we're going to see a massive amount of bullishness going on as those options expire and as it helps out the bull. So with that piece of news in mind, let's figure out where Bitcoin might be tomorrow because it's going to matter a lot based on that piece of development about the options expiring. So let's go ahead and start with our bullish technicals here. As you guys know, I like to start down on the four hourly chart, so that's exactly what we're going to do. The very first thing I want to bring to your attention is the fact that Luxalgo has flashed a buy signal right down here. It did it a day and a half ago, and we are still under that buy signal, which is a very good sign. Another thing to show you is the fact that we have a bull flag forming in a similar way that we saw happen on Ethereum not too long ago. Ethereum right now looks exactly like what Bitcoin does, except we're right here here on the Ethereum chart. What did Ethereum do? Ethereum rallied. That's what I think Bitcoin's about to do. I think Bitcoin is about to go through the same bull flag. In this case, it's actually a bull flag, not a bull pennant. As we saw on Ethereum, I think we're going to move to the upside in the same way we saw Ethereum do. Remember back to what I just said also, if we're between $48,000 and $50,000, that's going to be pretty bullish. So if we're even just a little bit higher than where we are right now, we're going to be firmly in bullish territory. And when these options contracts expire, it is going to help Bitcoin in a major, major way. Another thing to show you is the fact that we still have massive bullish RSI divergence showing up down here on the on the four hourly chart. It is constituted by this low, this downtrending level of resistance, uh, excuse me, support here on the four-hourly chart, and then also an uptrending level of support right here on the four-hourly chart RSI. That is indicative of upwards momentum. Guess what we've seen over the last three days? Upwards momentum. I don't think it's done though because of this bull flag. One more thing to talk about is the fact that there is RSI divergence out on the daily chart as well. In fact, not only is there shorter term RSI divergence that is sitting right here, notice how we have an uptrending level of support on the RSI and a downtrending level of support here. That's just the shorter term RSI div, div, divergence, We also have longer term RSI Divergence that sits right here. So we have this long, long, long term RSI Divergence that is going to help to prop the market up in the long term, and then we have this shorter term RSI Divergence that's going to help the market to be propped up in the short term. So, we have RSI Divergence giving us help over the next seven days, and also over the next 30. So, that is a very good stacking of RSI Divergence, It's what I call in the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, the Convergence of Support, or Resistance. In this case, it's the Convergence of Support, or maybe you might call it the convergence of bullish technical chart formations. Another thing to talk about is the fact that there is a bullish MACD cross incoming on the daily chart. This is huge, guys. MACD crosses, especially when we see them this strong, just caused the market to moonshot uh, for the most part. If we look at the last couple of times that we saw a bullish MACD cross, that we were actually in an uptrend. The last time we saw a major MACD cross was here on the 22nd of July, led to this rally. Big deal, guys. You want to pay attention to that. We're also seeing, just as we saw on Ethereum, that the uh, histogram is reversing. It is converging bullish. Remember, MACD stands for Moving Average Convergence Divergence. The MACD is converging on itself, and that is a bullish convergence. So we're seeing that the MACD is about to cross bullish. That's a very, very good sign. And one of the final things on the bullish camp that I want to bring to your attention is the fact that we had resistance right around $47,000. That resistance was constituted by our high right here. That resistance is built by the Fibonacci retracement. We can see if we draw Fibonacci from the 4th of August all the way up here to the 7th of September, that there is the 38.2% Fibonacci level sitting at $47,000. Well, that has now been thoroughly broken. We are in a small correction over the last 24 hours, but we are still above 47, which is a critical level of resistance that we needed to break. That is a very good sign, obviously. While we're here, we can also see that Bitcoin has broken above the 20 daily exponential moving average. Breaking above the 20 daily exponential moving average is a good sign. Why? Because as we talked about earlier, the 20 daily EMA is the level that we want to stay above if we're in an uptrend. Take a look at this. Four times Bitcoin bounced off of the 20 daily EMA, and that's how we know that Bitcoin is in an uptrend. The fact that we're above this is a very good sign. So in general, the short term, medium term and long term is all pretty bullish on Bitcoin. In fact, if we draw a price target from this bull pennant that we saw down here on the four hourly, then we can see that Bitcoin should be expecting to go to $51,500 based on that bull flag. I said bull pennant a second ago. It's a bull flag, excuse me, in the same way that we saw this bull pennant on Ethereum drive us straight to our price target. So what would that mean for those options expiries? Well, remember what we said over here. If Bitcoin is above $50,000 when these options contracts expire tomorrow, then we're going to see that the net result is complete dominance of $195 million from bullish instruments. Essentially, what that means is that if we're above $50,000, we're going to see a massive inflow of buying, of, 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 uh, of longs entering the space and of uh, buy trades entering the space that's going to cause the market to move to the upside. And if we start moving much farther to the upside, I guarantee you that there are some shorts up there that are going to get liquidated. I don't think we're going to see a massive long squeeze. It's much easier to see a short squeeze than it is to see a long squeeze. We found that out last Tuesday with this dump right here. But I do think that we're going to see the market move to the upside. I think we're going to see the market rally unlike what we saw in Ethereum. I think Ethereum is due for a short-term correction around two to three percent. But I think Bitcoin is going to be very bullish moving into the rest of this week and on into the weekend. That being said, Said, there are a couple of things that are bearish that I want to bring to your attention. One of them is the fact that this candlestick that we're in right now, while it's not closed, at the moment looks like we might close a spinning top. What's a spinning top? It's a candlestick with a very small body, long upper shadow, long lower shadow. It looks like a dreidel. It looks like a spinning top. What does it mean? Well, remember back to the psychology of candlestick analysis. That's something we talk about in CT2A as well. The psychology of candles tells us that. The longer the upper, sh- the the longer the shadow, the more uh, strength there is in that direction. If there's a long upper shadow and a long lower shadow, that means the bulls and the bears are both pretty strong. It means that you might be at a stalemate. It means that instead of this part, this army facing off this army and they're all pushing back this way, it means that they're stuck. Like they're not making any progress. They're just stuck. There's a lot of fighting going on, but nobody's making any progress. That's what we might be seeing with this candlestick. So I'm going to pay close attention to this candlestick. But in general, everything seems to be pretty bullish on Bitcoin. So here's what I think is going to happen. Happen. because most of the bullet uh, most of the technical analysis is bullish i think that bitcoin is going to rally up to $50,000 in the next 72 hours i also think that the options contracts expiring is going to help to push that in the right direction i also think that bitcoin is going to be rallying back up to its local high within the next 7 to 14 days probably a lot sooner than that to be honest but i like to be pre- i like to be conservative with these predictions that local high is $53,000 and by the way guys if we break $53,000 we're probably going to break it with a lot of exuberance And then the last level of resistance that we need to be looking at is the all-time high. I've been saying for a while I think we're going to hit the all-time high in October, and I think that we're going to see that happen based on all of the technicals that we're doing on all these markets. And by the way, it's not just Bitcoin and Ethereum that play into this. There's also a lot going on on Cardano that plays into this. There's a lot going on on Solana, which, by the way, we're going to talk about Solana in this afternoon stream over on Altcoins Anonymous, so make sure to tune in for that. We're going to be giving you my end-of-year price prediction on Solana, so make sure to stay tuned for that. In general, the cryptocurrency market, both Bitcoin, oh, excuse me, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Solana, all these major cryptocurrencies, along with the fundamentals, such as the fact that we're seeing major Um, companies adopting Bitcoin There is a lot of bullish sentiment right now in the space, and for good reason. I've been in the cryptocurrency space before when everybody was really bullish, and they didn't have a good reason to be. They were just bullish because everybody else was bullish. That's a house of cards. It's a bubble. Right now, that's not the case. Right now, we're undervalued from where we should be, in my humble opinion, and we know that because of the stock-to-flow ratio, which is predicting that we ought to be at $110,000 right now based on the economics of Bitcoin. I firmly believe that we're going to be at $100,000 within the next six months, and I don't see very much evidence at all to say Say that that's not going to happen. I think it's going to happen very quickly, and I also have a feeling that it might happen by the end of the year. I've been saying uh, quarter one of next year, but there is a strong possibility that we hit $100,000 before this year is out, especially if Greg is right on his $12,000 Ethereum prediction this year. I would be a very happy camper if that comes to pass, Greg. So what do you think, Greg? do you think Bitcoin is about to rally back to its local high at $53,000 and then back to all time high in the next month, maybe in October? What do you see the next 45 days looking like for crypto?
2: Well, if my Ethereum uh, prediction is correct, then they're not going to decouple. So yeah, I think Bitcoin is going to go up right with Ethereum. But because I think Ethereum is overdue, um, I don't think Bitcoin is going to rise as dramatic. Um, So that's my hypothesis, but I I wanted to say something about your technical analysis, because a lot of you are watching and you actually lean in on Jeb pretty much every day to get your Bitcoin TA and your Ethereum TA. How do I know that? Because I've been doing it. But I purchased CT2A, and I know I'm the sales guy, so it could seem kind of like I'm trying to sell you snake oil right now, but I'm not. CT2A has changed my life. And I've been doing day trades, I've been doing swing trades, all because I've been learning the information on it. Um, I I don't even know if I'm allowed to do this because it's technically Jeb's company, but if you are still thinking about purchasing CT2A to make that investment in yourself, I think it's priced at $400. If you email support at cryptojeb.com, I will find a way to make sure that I help work within your budget and make it happen because I believe so much in this product. Um, So I just wanted to put that out there. The technical analysis that he's doing and that he's talking about right now, he will teach you the tricks and the trades to actually learning how to ask yourself the right questions and find the right ways to find the predictions that you know you need to make based on the money that you're gonna be investing. So don't just lean on Jeb on The Daily Show to figure out what you should do that day. Do it yourself, invest in yourself, buy CT2A, and I'm telling you, you will make money. I made my money back in the first week that I bought CT22A, so Um. I'm not trying to preach, but it works, it actually works. So just email the support line, I will answer personally, and I will make sure that we find a price point or even a payment plan that's gonna be right for you so that it doesn't break the bank, but you can also make your money back Soon, because we know Ethereum and we know Bitcoin are going to rally soon. I
1: remember so. you walked into our old office one time and you're like, Jeb, I took CT2N, I made this trade, I made like three grand. What was,
2: what was that trade it, again? It, it wasn't three, it was 1600 1600 But I took those profits along with my base uh, investment and... What I did is I threw some of that in my investment portfolio. Like you told me to – in CT2A, you told me to have an investment portfolio and then Mm -hmm. a a trading portfolio. And between the investment that I made and then the other trade that I did based on the TA that you've taught in CT2A, I made three grand total. And that was in 10 days. So, like – and obviously I'm watching the show because you're giving those, you're give, you're highlighting certain things. So that's helping lead my attention in the right direction with what currencies I should be placing it in. But then when I actually do the TA for myself, then I can actually make the right predictions. There you go. And it's, it's incredible. Awesome, it's well guys, life. if
1: you wanna learn about if you want to learn more about cryptocurrency technical analysis, even then we go into depth here on this show, check out the link in the description box down below. You can find that down there. Smay, I want to hear your take.
0: Where do you think Bitcoin is going by the end of the year, buddy? Uh, <clears throat> I think Bitcoin is going to uh, top out somewhere around seventy-five, eighty um, 75, by 80. the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and I actually, like, my, my thought is I definitely see us hitting 100K beginning of next year. I just think we're we're very closely approaching the end right like we've been people have been calling 100k at the end of 2020 since or 2021 since like the beginning of 2021 yeah and the reality is we're already in almost halfway through september Mm. and there's only like what two three more months left like i it's to see i mean it's possible i just don't see it happening so i'm honestly at this point i'm suspecting we're gonna get close we're gonna get somewhere around 75 80 to end out the year and then we will probably go up to 100 and then after we see 100 we're going woo, way down where do you think the bottom of that market will be I couldn't tell you. I just know that people are going to take their profits at $100,000. That's like a coveted number, you know? It is, yeah. Like, that's like the, you know... Like the, there's a there's a um uh, uh, the whole mass psychology thing of people like even pretty even numbers like yep. the fifty the seventy five the eighty hundred mm-hmm. k is like the king of those numbers in my opinion. The thing is also though, and this is something I'm really interested to see.
1: I think we're I, there's a part of me that thinks, and I also want to hear what Greg thinks on this because I know he's got something to say about it. Uh, there's a part of me that thinks as soon as we hit hundred k, we're just going to explode past it because I remember uh, hmm. I remember in 2017 when I got in at 2,900 dollars on Bitcoin and Ethereum. Was trading at what Litecoin at forty bucks. I bought Litecoin for forty one dollars and two cents. Um, <laughs> yeah. I bought a quarter share of Litecoin for forty one dollars and two cents in August of twenty seventeen. <laughs> what was your favorite? Grade.
0: What was your favorite altcoin after that?
1: Uh, my favorite altcoin at the time was Litecoin. What well, the other one?
0: It was Ethos.
1: It was. It was, it was Ethos. I, right. did, I did like Ethos. Yeah. Um, I, haven't, I haven't followed it in a long time. Anyway, the point I was making is that. Everybody was saying $10,000, $10,000, $10,000, $10,000. Yeah. When Bitcoin started the bull market in 2016, everybody said, boom, $10,000 is the coveted number. Yeah. That's what we're doing right now with 100 k And you know what yeah. happened? We went to 20 k because everybody got so excited about 100 k that we went a little too far. We got a little ahead of ourselves and we had that blow-off top. So I really wonder if the blow-off top can possibly be as low as 100 k Because when you have a blow-off top, oftentimes the market doubles. So. I'm actually wondering, could we go to 120, 130, 140, or 50, and then have that crash?
0: Here's the thing, Greg. I'm gonna let you speak here just a second. But I have to say, like I, the reason why I don't uh, entirely agree with that is because. 10k and 100k are two very different numbers. It's true. Right? And I think we've already have the sentiment of people being wary about saying, Oh, I'm too late. Am I too late? Am I too late? When that, when Bitcoin hits $100,000, people are going to really feel like they're that's too true. late. right. And that's, that's, that's why plan. I feel like there's like everyone's going to take the profit and people aren't going to keep buying to push it past 100k. I think we're going to hit 100k and
2: then we're going to come right back down. Uh, right. and and then that's where I think we're going to sit for a while. Well, I want to stick to your prediction. So you said $80,000, right? About 80000 Okay, th- so yeah. right now we're in the middle of September. Mm-hmm. I want to know when we ended in May, How when did that rally start? And when it ended in May, how long did it take going from point A to point B? From the top of the market to the bottom? From, from the bottom to the top. So like before May, it ended in May. Yeah. Right. Before then, when did it start? How long did that rally take?
1: Generally, I call the beginning of the last rally um, July 20th, 2020. And that was when we were at $9,000. And then it took us 270 days to get to 65000 Yeah, That's 628% in 230 days.
2: Hmm. And yeah. we're thinking the bull market's going to end in, well, and not according to BitBoy, but according to you, we think it's going to end in February? I think it's going to end in quarter one sometime in
1: there, yeah, which would yeah. be about 240 days since July 20th again, 2020, when this rally
2: that we're in started. So we have around the same amount of time to rally. Yep. In the same way that we did mm-hmm. back in May. Mm-hmm. I think what your prediction says is that mm-hmm. our, our rally is going to be about three-fourths of what it was, which I think is, could be totally accurate. Yeah. But I think based on the hype and the adoption and everything that's surrounding it, I don't know if the fundamentals would, they would Support know, back that, that idea. <laughs> So. Yeah, I, I, but my my only
0: thing is like every time Bitcoin becomes more expensive, more it like goes higher, right? I think that's where you get into the trouble of uh people are people are gonna struggle with the price, you no, know? That, especially that, the everyday man who yeah it takes the everyday man. It's not just enthusiasts that are at this point driving a market cap this big. It's yeah. gotta be everyday everyday people. Yeah, no, are but, as but educated that's the thing it. is
1: I, you're completely right. When people get into cryptocurrency, nobody gets into crypto for Bitcoin anymore. Hmm. That, that, that's the th- nobody does it. Like yeah. you people get into crypto and they say what's The next altcoin that can 100x. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. If you got 50 bucks to your name, you want to find 100x, 100% over the next 10 years is not good enough. Because 100 bucks, you could go and make that working at McDonald's and flipping hamburgers for half an hour. With the way that the market's going right now, with the employment outlook, the fact of the matter is, people don't get into crypto for Bitcoin anymore. They get into it for DeFi. They get into it for NFTs. They get into it for Ethereum and Cardano and these (laughs) other projects. But here's the thing: when people do that, where do they take their profits? They go and put their profits in Bitcoin. They do the same thing as they do in gold. People buy. uh, People make money from working a job, and then they go in invest in gold because they mm. hate inflation. So what ends up happening is a lot of people get into crypto from, uh, some, from some other mechanism, and then they finally realize, oh my gosh, this Bitcoin thing is the next $20 trillion store of value market like what gold is right now, and then they put profits into Bitcoin. So it does end up driving Bitcoin's adoption, but it ends up driving the whole market capitalization as well.
0: Well, I think another point that Um, I think uh, catch or whatever, how you ever say is that people will take profits at 80K. I think honestly, and this might sound, I don't know, this might be stupid, but I think the the reality is also because we've been trading sideways and like correcting so much in the last like six months of it just been, it's been very dry. I almost think there's also a sentiment that can say people are people, especially a lot more, uh, you know, People who are just out there for the profit in Bitcoin, they they might get into the thing as soon as they make their money back, or as soon as they make a good amount, they're out. You know, who knows? Like we might we might see at 80k. People are like so thirsty for their profit again that once they they're back in profit and a pretty comfortable profit, they'll take out. So we might see another correction there, and I don't think we're that means we're not going to hit 100k, but I think it might delay hitting 100k because we'll see a correction after like 80 or 70, and then we'll have to wait to rally back up.
1: So let's do some closing thoughts here, Uh, Greg. I know you had something to say. So say that. But then I want to hear from all three of us. What are each of our Ethereum price predictions by the end of the year? Yeah. I th- And in the next 14 days, next 14 days, I think that Ethereum is going to be sitting at based on everything we just did. I think it's going to be above four thousand dollars in the next 14 days. I also think by the end of the year, it's going to be over six thousand dollars. Actually, I think it's probably going to be over seven thousand dollars. I don't know about twelve thousand, but that's my take. Greg, what about you? What do you think?
2: Uh, I think Ethereum is going to drop in the short term. But if we're talking like ten days out, ten days out, I still think we're gonna be right around where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna have a drop, we're gonna coil back up, but I would say a month from now, we're probably gonna be around forty one. Okay. Like forty one five.
0: All right. Yeah. Nice. What do you think, Smay? Um, I see Ethereum I, I actually agree with Greg. I think we'll probably we'll probably be floating around the same area. I mean because of my my prediction for this week but I think we'll probably be floating around the same thing I think we're going to be the market as a whole is going to be pretty pretty sideways pretty boring the next couple of weeks and then um, I think we'll probably I I pretty much echo Greg in this point I agree with him yep well there you go guys I'm going to read
1: one super chat before we wrap out I appreciate everybody who sent some super chats obviously we don't have time to get to all of them but I really appreciate everybody who has sent them I'm going to scroll through here and see which one Uh, we don't have Tim here tracking them for right for today so we got a Fix that, but we have a super chat here from um, uh, Christian uh, Rodriguez. He said, uh, "Hey Jeb, huge fan of the show. What's your end of year price prediction for Solana? You think it could hit one thousand dollars? That's interesting because we're actually going to be talking about Solana in this afternoon show yep. over on Altcoins Anonymous. So make sure to tune in for that. It's three thirty. We go over your favorite altcoins and we're going to be doing some technical analysis on Solana. We're going to be bringing you some nice price predictions. That one's a bit of a cop out though because I obviously." was leading into that. But uh, so much good news today, said Kelly. Kelly is the one that helps us with our... um Uh, producing our stream. He helps do some um, some research for us. So shout out to Kelly. He said, so much good news today. Had 14 stories I provided for today's stream. Hard to pick which ones to highlight. Market fundamentals looking incredible. That is so true, Kelly. Mm. Kelly does such a good job bringing us information. I have all of it right over here on my iPad with all the notes. There's literally three or four pages of notes here that he prepared for us, and I had to go through all of them. And it's so hard trying to figure out the best stories to talk about. I try and find a, a topic like adoption, and then we bring it all together. Guys, that's all we got for you. If you enjoyed today's stream, Make sure to smash that like button. I know we can get to fifteen hundred likes in the next couple of minutes. And also make sure to subscribe to the fastest growing analysis channel here on YouTube. This is the definitive one-stop shop for you to learn everything you need to know about the cryptocurrency markets.
0: May, what you got? Um, and guys, for all our members, we put out a poll uh, earlier this week asking what coin you wanted to also see covered to uh, today's yep. uh, episode of All Anonymous. So the winner of that poll, and if you guys want to have a, a voice in that poll, you should go become a member. But yep. uh, the winner of that poll was Chainlink. So Along with Solana, we're also going to be covering Chainlink in today's episode Indeed. of Altcoin Anonymous. Isn't that right, Jeb? Yes,
1: sir. Yes, yep. it is. We're going to be covering both of them, and I'm really looking forward to it. One final chat, and then we're going to wrap out here. Adam Barr said, Crypto Jeb, have you ever tried doing a collaboration with George at Cryptos R Us? I feel like both of you would work well together. It's really funny. Greg, uh, Greg. George and I were working together on a collaboration, and I got super busy, and I completely failed to respond to his emails in a timely manner. So, we were going to collaborate. Completely my fault. I want to collaborate with him. I actually just emailed him yesterday. So if you guys want us to do a collaboration, go and say in this chat like, hey, you should do a collaboration with Jeb and maybe we can get something going. I'd love to bring him here on the show. He's a good guy. Love his content. He's got a lot of great content. So make sure you go subscribe to him. Anyway, guys, that's all we got for you today. Before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace.